Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Travis Makes Friends podcast. My name is Eric Skorzynski. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. And on today's episode, we're sharing a talk that Travis gave at a conference called You Are the Brand Live. He dives deep into his journey as a creator, starting from having no search results to his name to dominating the search rankings. With over 900 podcast episodes of his own and appearances on 300 plus shows as a guest, Travis has built his brand and improved his SEO to the point where you have to go deep into Google search results to find something unrelated to him. So if you want to know how to future-proof your brand and business through marketing and branding, stay tuned through the entire episode. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive into this live talk from Travis. Travis Chapel at You Are the Brand Live. Real quick, just as uh, by way of introduction, uh, like DK said, I uh, started in door to door sales. So I grew up in a small town in Southern California called Lancaster. Anybody heard of Lancaster? Yeah. I, there's one in Pennsylvania. Yes, there is. Yep. Um, so I grew up in this uh, kind of tight knit religious community from the time that I was really, really little till the time that I was in college. And so uh, that whole time, I went to the same campus every day, basically my entire life, because I went to kindergarten on that campus, graduated there, and then I went to high school and middle school and elementary school and college all on the same campus. Um, It was also the campus that I went to church on. So all my friends, everything, my authority, everybody was in that world. It was kind of like growing up a little bit in a bubble. And so coming out of that bubble, I by the time I graduated college, even though I was graduating with a double major in Bible and church ministries, I realized that I did not want to be in ministry. And at this point, I'm already graduating from college. I had gotten married before I graduated to my high school sweetheart, Jackie, standing in the back. Um, and, uh, and so I had a mortgage to pay and I had a wife and the option of like going and crash my mom's couch for a little while while I figured things out was pretty much gone at age 21. So I did the only thing I knew how to do, which was door-to-door sales because I'd done door-to-door in college. Shout out, DK. Anybody that's done door-to-door, you know the grind, you know the hustle. And I figured, you know what? It's probably better for me to try to make some money selling stuff, knocking doors, than go get some entry-level position because my unaccredited Bible college degree probably wasn't going to get me a job anywhere. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, so I, uh, I just did door-to-door. And after about a year, my first year door-to-door, I cracked six figures at 22 knocking doors in the heat of Fresno in Central California. And something counterintuitive happened, which was I got to the end, made six figures. I was working like 20 hours a week. And at that point, I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. And it was, I say, counterintuitive because a lot of people at 22 making six figures, working 20 hours a week would have been like, cool, I'm set. I'll do this for a long time. And I have a lot of friends that have stayed in door to door and it's a great industry. It just wasn't for me. So now I'm 22, 23 years old and I have a degree that I don't want to use. And I have a skill that I also don't want to use. So I, for the first time in my life, dove into personal development. I'm doing what a lot of you guys are doing right now. I took action and I invested into myself. Any other action takers in here? People, why don't you stand up? If you're an action taker, stand up, stand up. I saw some hesitation. You can't be an action taker and then also hesitate when people ask you to stand if you're an action taker. All right, so let's try that again. Everybody sit down, everybody sit down. If you, okay, 
if you are an action taker, I, people take action, right? You, you, you do it without hesitation and you do it immediately, okay? So let's try it one more time, all right, here we go. If you're an action taker in here, stand up. There we go, yes, love it, awesome. All right, you can sit down, you can sit down. So like a true entrepreneur, the only thing I knew how to do was take action and invest into myself heavily. And so um, after, after doing a bunch of personal development, I came across podcasting for the first time. I started being an avid consumer of podcasts. And after a while, I was like, hey, this would be kind of cool. No idea how to build a business off of it. No idea if it was going to work out. I was just like, this would be cool. Let's do it. So I dove in, did it the right way. I hired a coach for $4,000, jumped into a mastermind for $8,000, invested in a website and all that kind of stuff. I launched my show and everything went perfectly. And now we're here today. Just kidding. I, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Entrepreneurs in here, you know that I did not happen. It was quite the opposite. I launched the show and it was crickets. It was like nobody cared. I put like months of my like hard work my money, my energy into this thing. And then nobody cared after I launched and it was just crickets. And so I went back to the drawing board and I was like, let me, you know, I, I must be short on knowledge, right? I must be short on connections. And typically if you're running into some sort of a bottleneck, it's because you don't know something or you don't know someone who can help you know something. And so I, uh, again, took massive action, invested in myself, jumped into another mastermind. It was $15,000 this time. So now I'm like $43,000 all in, in terms of events, masterminds, coaches, uh, website, graphics, podcast equipment, everything all in. And so I was like, well, at this point, there's not really like a go back button where I can just like hit B and now I'm back pre-spending all that money, right? So I was like, I, I better figure this out. And I came to the realization that I didn't know anything about marketing. Sales and marketing are two different skill sets. I was good at sales, but marketing was a completely brand new world to me. I don't know anything about it. And, uh, and so I was like, well, I can either try to learn marketing, right? I can, I can be like Mike and try to be a really good copywriter, or I can be, uh, learn how to build landing pages, or I can learn email marketing or learn SMS marketing and learn all these other skill sets. And I was like, or I can lean to what I'm good at, which is selling and, and then, uh, and try to find a new way to get people to know who I was and what I was doing. Okay. So what I did is I came to this realization that I had just invested in like the last six to eight months. And keep in mind, I'd only like ever bought a book before. So like $15 from a book to all of a sudden like 30K in on masterminds, coaching, all this other stuff. It was brand new. And I was 22, 23. My wife was like always supportive of me. But I think in their back of her mind, she was like, I hope this guy knows what he's doing. Because <laughs> like we just dropped all this money doing all these things. We got a mortgage to pay. We got a life we're trying to do. So anyway, I get to that point and I realized I dropped 30K without ever seeing an advertisement for any of the programs I jumped into. Not one of them was like a Facebook ad or a Google ad or searching for a mastermind or something like that and coming across somebody and then watching a VSL or a webinar and then converting or buying off of an email list. Like none of that happened, but I invested more than most people do by doing all those other things. And I was like, why did I do that? I came to the realization that everybody that I had purchased with, I had heard on a podcast or saw on a stage. I was like, there's something to this platform thing, getting on platforms, sharing your story, getting in front of more people. And, uh, and then that's when I started to really realize the, the power of platform marketing. And so after I f started focusing on that, which was getting booked on podcasts all the time and, uh, and, and trying to get on stages and get in front of more people, I didn't care whose podcast it was. It'd be podcasts about like radio equipment. I'd be like, oh, I'll go on. We'll talk about, I don't know, like ask me a question, you know? So I was just trying to book myself and all these other things. Now, fast forward to today, I've been on over probably 300 podcasts at this point. A lot of the top ones out there, the bigger pockets and entrepreneurs on fire and born to impact and dropping bombs and, and shows with massive audiences. And that resulted in 
hundreds of thousands of dollars in organic revenue for my company, which allowed me to then take money, hire people, right? Focus on my skill sets and hire marketers that were good because I was a self-proclaimed non-marketer and start spending money on Facebook and Google and those other things, which is what eventually took it to cross the seven-figure mark. And then also was able to have conversations with a lot of my heroes, like Shaquille O'Neal and uh, uh, Rob Deerdeck and Tom Bilyeu, Grant Cardone and Tommy Laren and uh, Jen Gottlieb and Jasmine Starr. Anybody recognize anybody on that list? So did I when I was first starting. And I had no way of getting in contact with them. But after jumping on all these shows and after having my own show, it opened the door for so many opportunities that I never saw coming my way. Okay, so... That's essentially what I want to take the rest of our time today talking about because I realized that building an audience of true fans through platform marketing is the best way to future-proof your business, your brand, and your revenue. So uh, today, I'm going to talk about platform marketing secrets, how to increase brand awareness, explode your network, and drive instant trust traffic to your offers without blowing your marketing budget. Is that cool with everybody? I'll try it one more time. When I say, is that cool? Everybody says yes. Okay. Let's try it one more time. All right. Is that cool, everybody? All right. Sweet. Secret number one, branding is the key to long-term success. Now, I probably don't have to beat this one over the head because you guys are literally at a branding conference. Okay. So if you are still confused about why branding is important, then uh, I guess you're probably in the right place. But probably most people in here that know Mike, have read his book or in his world at all, know that branding is the key to long-term success. And I'm seeing this across the board, even with people who come from direct response. And out of curiosity, who's like direct response marketer? Who would label themselves as that? Like you're a copywriter, email marketer. Okay. We got a few people like that in the room. So even people in the direct response space are moving into long-term branding. Because that's where enterprise value exists, is in long-term branding. So a buddy of mine and a mentor of mine, um, I'm actually in his mastermind, which was 100K to be in, he is uh, the founder of a company called Biotrust. And he just exited his company as a supplement company, exited for nine figures, his name is Joel Marion. What was interesting about his story is he built his company from $0 to $100 million in revenue in this first calendar year of, operate, of, of operating. He did it mostly through direct response marketing and affiliate traffic and stuff like that. And uh, at the end of it, they were trying to sell the company. They got all the way down to the finish line and realized that the company wasn't sellable, even though they had hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, a customer list that was over uh, 10 million people, they could not sell the company. Why? Because they didn't focus on brand. Because branding was the key to long-term success. So they actually had to like remove SKUs, add in different products and supplements to their line of services, and cut their revenue by 50% so that they could start building it back up to build the brand so that they could sell it. And now they've exited multiple nine figures. And that's because they built a brand, not because they got some sales. There's a big difference, right? Everybody understand the difference? Branding's long-term, okay? Your short-term success has nothing to do with the long-term success of the brand. So ask yourself this question. I wanna ask everybody in here. How many of you, raise your hand if you have Googled your name in the last 30 days? Awesome. If you have not, why? You're at a branding conference. Shouldn't you know what people are finding when they search your name, right? And so when I started doing this at the beginning, I searched Travis Chapel, nothing. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing, nothing, nothing you could find. And then I started in this platform marketing thing. So this is the first pillar of platform marketing because platform marketing helps you build your brand and it helps you uh, have better uh, search results, better SEO. More people are gonna find you, more people are gonna know what you're talking about. So now if you search Travis Chapel, you're gonna have to go to like page 14 of Google to find something that isn't about me, you know, because I've been on 
300 something podcasts and I have 900 plus episodes of my own podcast and I've been on stages. And so when you start getting all those links, building up, building up, building up, building up, then you start owning that domain, right? You start owning those search terms. And if like, you obviously want to own more search terms than just your name, but starting with your name is a really good place to start, especially if you're here to build a personal brand. People, when they search your name, need, need an abundance of evidence to work with you, right? Imagine two scenarios. One of them, your ideal client searches your name and they have to go to page four of Google to find you. Another one, they search your name and they have to go to page 12 of Google to not find you. Which one is more likely to end in a customer for your business? Second one, obviously, right? You guys ever heard the, uh, the question, where, where, where would you hide a dead body? Page two of Google. Because <laughs> nobody's ever going to go to it. If you're not coming up page one, if you're not making a frictionless transaction for your customer, then they're not going to continue working to try to find you and give you business. They're just going to find who's on page one and give them the business. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So it's your responsibility as a business owner to brand yourself in this sense. And for, to use the most obvious example of how powerful a personal brand is, The Rock will make more money on Terramana Tequila than he will on all of his earned income in movies, television, WWE combined on one company. He's not a tequila expert, maybe drinking it, but not selling it, right? He's not a spirits or liquor guy. He's an actor. He's barely an actor. He's more like a wrestler that also turned it into an acting career and did it amazingly successful, right? So he was able to leverage that brand, started a spirits company, and it was the most successful launch of any spirits company in history. Any spirits company, not just tequila, any spirits company in history. They sold 650,000 cases their first year in business. So for some context, George Clooney's company, Casamigos Tequila, 
sold 150,000 cases the year that they sold for over a billion dollars. So The Rock 5X'd his revenue in year one, and that company sold for a billion. So quick math here, what's five times a billion? Five billion, right? How much money has The Rock earned in his career? Probably around 100 million. I don't know, I'm guessing maybe 200 million, but definitely nowhere near 5 billion. The only reason he, he was able to build a successful tequila company is because of his brand. He had a built-in distribution engine, which is why anything he touches is immediately successful, at least to a certain extent. Now, obviously, the product has to be good. Customer service has to be good. The company has to be good to remain good and consistent long-term, right? And that's all understood. But if I launch a tequila company, it's not doing 650,000 cases year one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. The reason that he, the reason that he wins consistently like that is because of his brand. You look at Zoa Energy, his energy drink. It's the fastest growing energy drink in the world right now. Anytime he drops a merch drop with Under Armour, it sells out in an hour. Why? It's not because his headphones are better than Bose or Beats. It's because it's The Rock and people buy his stuff because of him. And so that's why I say it's the best way to future-proof your brand and your business. Because even if the thing that you're working on right now isn't the thing that you're working on in seven years, the people that know you, like you, trust you, follow you, and want more of what you do are going to support whatever it is in the future. Does that make sense? One more time. Does that make sense? Yes. Totally, right? So, <clears throat> so branding is the key to long-term, long-term success, and branding is what, uh, what you get when you focus on platform marketing. Okay, secret number two. Networking is the best way to collapse time. I have a podcast called Build Your Network. Did 900-plus episodes all on networking, building relationships. We had Zach in here yesterday, one of the most well-connected dudes that I know. How many of you in here have ever seen an assistogram ad? Total of zero. I've never seen an assistogram ad, and I've known Zach for like four years. The reason that Zach has made millions and millions of dollars on his Instagram is because of his network. Because every person he meets, every stage he gets on, people like what he's doing and they start trusting him and they start using him for business. So Zach did a little bit differently. I chose podcasting, Zach chose stages. Zach is traveling every week of the year. He's gone all the time. He gets on stages, he builds relationships, and he's able to connect those dots because he has an amazing network. And so platform marketing, that's why the second pillar of platform marketing is all about networking. Because when you get connected to all of these podcasters, all of these uh, event hosts, they tend to be a node in the network, right? Because people know who they are in that industry, in that niche, if they have any sort of recognition or credibility. And so if you connect with nodes and you make it an, an, an active pursuit to connect with the people who are the most connected in the industries, then that's how you can amplify your networking regimen or routine. Does that make sense? Awesome. So networking is the key, the best way to collapse time, okay? Um, I had a client, uh, Meet the Carlins on Instagram. They've made tens of millions of dollars in merchant processing and payments, and, uh, and they're uh, engaging with us, my agency, on getting them booked on podcast stages, things like that, to help grow their personal brand now, because now they're focusing outward on the personal brand. Uh, we, we booked them on a show, and I knew when we booked them on the show, it was kind of an expensive show, but I was like, this guy's really well connected. His, his podcast itself doesn't get massive distribution, but he's got an email list of over 100,000 people, and he's got thousands of people that are in his online paid communities. So I was like, let's get you booked on this guy's show. So we get him booked, and like I said, not really much happened from like the audience engagement on the podcast episode itself. But they were able to set up merchant processing for the guy who processes almost $10 million a year. He's got an almost eight-figure business. So multi-seven-figure business himself, he's processing with them now, he's saving merchant fees, they're making money every time someone swipes a credit card with him into their $10 million business. Then he's also taking their offer and sending it out to his thousands of members of his paid community and his 100,000 person email list. 
So now they're doing a deal that will make them more money than they're spending with us. And by the way, they're spending six figures plus with us this year. They'll make more money on that one deal from connecting with one person without ever getting a single person in that person's audience on the podcast episode to hear what they're saying. Because you're connecting with the powerful people that are the nodes in their communities. They're the leaders in their communities, right? Does that make sense? One more time. Does that make sense? All right, sweet. So meet the Carlins. You guys follow them on Instagram. They're great people anyway. Secret number three. Trust traffic is the golden goose of marketing. How many of you ever heard the term trust traffic before? Because I made it up. So you can write that down. I'm just kidding. Um, so trust traffic is the golden goose of marketing. Why? Because what's the number one barrier to any sale? Trust. I learned this very early on when I was knocking doors. When I was on doors, I started realizing, like, man, if I if I knocked a hundred doors, and everybody in those house in those houses knew who I was and trusted me. I would probably sell 80 to 85 of those people. As long as they actually had the need, didn't have an existing service or something like that, I would sell 80% of those people. My close rate would quadruple like overnight because of one thing, trust. Because if people trust you, all of a sudden your pitch doesn't have to be the best. Your copy doesn't have to be the best. Your email doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be world-class. If people trust you, they buy from you. And that's what I'm saying with The Rock with Terramata or George Clooney with Casamigos or Mark Wahlberg with Wahlburgers or his protein bar because they have built-in trust. And this is the exact reason, by the way, that you see Nike spending tens of billions of dollars every single year just on sponsored athletes. They don't need to do that to, buy your, to, to, to get you to buy their shoe anymore. They're Nike. They do it because of one reason. They're buying trust. That's it. They are purchasing trust from their most ideal audience by having the people that those people follow the most rep the things that they uh, uh, produce. They're purchasing trust and they spend tens of billions of dollars a year purchasing trust because of how important it is to have people trust in your brand. So when I say trust, this is what I mean. I mean true trust, okay? True trust has three types of trust. There's competence trust, number one. Competence trust is... Do you know what you're doing? Are you good at what you do, right? Community trust. Do other people that I already trust also trust you and think you're good at what you do? Community trust. Number three is caring trust. Do you have my best interest at heart, right? And this is where a lot of people lose it, is the caring trust. This is why everybody, just as a blanket statement, everybody doesn't like dealing with used car salesmen, right? That stereotypical used car salesman. Because nobody thinks that that person actually cares about you. That's why the barrier is so high for those people to be able to transact with you because they don't think that you have any reason to care about them. All you care about is the commission in your pocket. So if there's no caring trust, then what people are going to rely on, that's why there's a little asterisk right there next to community trust, people are gonna rely on the community trust if they don't have any caring trust. They're gonna go, hey, I'm not sure this person cares about me, but do I know somebody that I do trust, that I know has my best interest at heart, that says that this person does care about me and that they have my best interest at heart? Right? Does that make sense? That's why there's a little asterisk. This is, this is the power of the platform marketing campaign, by the way. This is the power of platform marketing campaign because, by the way, uh, j- just as a quick example, how many of you rate by show of hands knew who I was before this event? It's maybe 20% of the room. Wasn't great for my ego, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> no, like 20% of the room, right? Uh, knew who I was. The rest of you didn't. But let me ask you this. If you had a podcasting question, how many of you would trust me to know the answer to that question? Why? You don't know me. I'm just some random dude with a white t-shirt up on stage talking in front of you, right? Because Mike said. Because you guys know, like, and trust Mike. And Mike is an expert at what he does. 
And so Mike goes, hey guys, I wanted to bring in somebody to talk about podcasting. I brought in my friend Travis because I don't trust anybody more in the space to teach you guys about this particular thing than Travis. So now by default, everybody in this audience didn't have to go through the traditional way of earning trust. It happened instantly as soon as I stepped foot on stage because of platform marketing, because I was able to borrow trust from Mike, right? The fastest way to increase trust is to borrow it from those who already have it. Just as a sneaky psychology thing, some of you probably caught this, maybe not. The reason I throw that slide up at the very beginning just to recognize any one thing is because immediately what everybody's subconscious mind is doing is assigning more trust to me because you know Shaq because you've seen him in your living room since 1993, because you know Rob Deerdeck, you've watched Ridiculousness on MTV on reruns while when he can't sleep, right? Like you know and trust those people, so when you see that I'm sharing the stage with those people, that trust rubs off on me. And it's the same thing while I'm on stage because Mike was like, hey, that guy knows what he's talking about, you guys should listen to him, right? So it's a fast way to increase trust because the traditional way, and this is basically all of marketing is, all, all marketing is getting people to trust you more so that they buy your stuff. That's essentially what it is if you boil it down to one thing. So the old way of doing it is like, oh, you got you to get to know me. So you got to see an ad or something like that. You have no idea who I am. You click on the ad. You see an opt-in page. You give me your email. And then over the course of the next few weeks, you're going to get to know me. I'm going to send you some emails. I'm going to send you some content. And hopefully by the end of that, you're going to like me enough to give me a shot. And you're going to buy something from me at that point, a $27 book or a course or something like that. right? And then it moves into the trust because when trust happens, that's when transactions happen. Trust equals transaction. Trust equals what? Transaction. Trust equals what? Transaction. Trust equals transactions. So now instead of having to go weeks to build trust with somebody, you get booked on somebody's podcast or you get booked on somebody's stage and you go through that no like trust formula instantly. Now, you know, not only do you like know who Travis Chappell is, by the end of this, you're going to decide if you like me or not. Jury's still out on that one. But you, but you definitely trust me. And trust is all I really need to earn a little bit of money from you, right? Trust is all I really need to be able to make my business move forward. Trust is all I really need to be able to continue to work, people, to work with people and serve people. And that trust only builds over time because if I'm no good at what I do and you pay me money, that trust is broken. And guess what? No trust, no transaction, no money, right? So I have to continue to earn your trust over time. And that's how the relationship forms. And you continue to trust me. And that's why some of you have been in Mike's Mastermind for five years, because you trust Mike. So why everybody should be, uh, uh, have a platform uh, marketing campaign run? Just out of curiosity, is anybody like focused on, uh, have somebody focused on getting on, po on podcasts or anything like that? One, two, three, four, five, six, okay. So if, this is my biggest challenge to everybody here. If you are not currently actively pursuing platform marketing opportunities, I urge you to make it a part of what you do for 2022. Because I know this, I don't know the state of the economy next year, the year after. I know that there's a lot of crazy, sketchy things that are happening right now, some unprecedented things that are happening to our currency with inflation. <clears throat> so the people who are absolutely going to win in the next downturn are the people who are currently purchasing more attention. You have to invest in the attention that you're receiving because that's where the money follows. Money follows attention. The success of your brand, the success of your business will follow the attention that you get and the trust that you have with that audience. Okay, So branding is the key to long-term success. Networking is the best way to collapse time and trust traffic is the golden goose of marketing and platform marketing is the only thing that will bring you all three of these things in one. You run a Facebook ad campaign, sure that brings you attention, but now you got to earn trust over time. 
right? Like any other form of marketing that you have will not bring all three of these to you within the 30 minutes that you're on stage or the 45 minutes that you're speaking on somebody's podcast. It is the only way to bring in all three of these things at once. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.